If you are a new entrepreneur and you are looking to build an ethical business, this episode is for you. Hello and welcome to the show. If you are new here, my name is William Renner and this is Meditation Daily. Know who you want to be, know how you want to show up in the world and let that be the foundation of your decision making and the foundation of your business. On today's episode, I spoke with Robert and Noel Peterson, the smiling coaching couple. If you have those specifics in your conscious and your subconscious can start working on making those dreams come true. We spoke about the value of integrity for new entrepreneurs, as well as the importance of having a clear vision. So I consider entrepreneurship an experiment. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but you just keep trying. So thank you so much for being here, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Robert and Noel Peterson. Robert and Noel, thank you so much for coming on the show. Well, thank you for having us, William. We appreciate the opportunity to have a conversation with you. So you guys deal with a lot of new entrepreneurs, I'm sure. Um, And I'm wondering about integrity and honesty, because I think there are times in business where there might be a temptation to maybe bend the truth a little bit or to do, I don't know, something that's slightly verging on dishonesty. Um, But how important is it to be honest and have integrity uh, as a new entrepreneur? Well, there's definitely a couple of spaces that you can, you know, approach this from, right? Obviously, your own values and and you know what what things are important to you as a as a person, right? How you want to show up in the world, um, and so having that character um, to recognize that you know the decisions I make are based on you know my own self integrity, um, and I want to honor that. So that's one area. The other is this this temptation in, in social media to create social proof. Mm-hmm. And, and as a podcaster, you'll start to find out how many people want to offer you these opportunities to create um, a thousand likes, a thousand follows. Um, and, and, and then of course you take that to the extreme and you get the folks that, you know, rent an Airbnb for a weekend and rent the fancy sports cars. So they go through and take all their pictures. Now those things are great as dream building exercises. And, and if you're honest about it, that, Hey, this is a dream building exercise. I'm planting seeds in my brain, but too many people are using them as, um, Hey, I've made it right. And they're putting this fake content mm-hmm. out there to, to try to convince the world that they've got social proof that, that they've had more success than they really have at this point. And I think, um, that temptation can be, can be really big, especially for us in the podcast space, you start getting caught up in the numbers. You got to start getting caught up in, you know, wanting the numbers to grow. And, and then somebody offers and says, Oh, you know, for 150 bucks, we can get you a thousand follows. And it's like, mm-hmm. wait, what? <laughs> and so th- there is a temptation to get caught up in the numbers. And so, you know, one of the things that we really focus on is, is helping people evaluate their values. Know, know who you want to be, know who, how you want to show up in the world and let that be the foundation of your decision-making and the foundation of your business, because if you don't decide those things ahead of time, the business is going to decide them for you. Yeah, I think I'd add that when when you're building a business, people are going to buy from you. They're not buying what you do because everybody, there's lots of people that do what you do. They're buying from you. So when you're consistent and honest and having the same message and living your life the same way that you're portraying it and it's all consistent and honest and integrity is all involved. They're, they're going to fall in love with you 
and not the other people that are selling the exact same thing. Right. I feel like I want to share a personal story uh, after what you guys said is when I was starting this journey with this social media stuff, I saw somebody that said, oh, promote your stuff for a hundred bucks or whatever, and we'll get you followers. And so I messaged them and I'm like, is this going to legitimate human beings? Like, you know, there's, it, there's no harm in promoting your things in different ways if it's getting out to real people. But then, and they said, yeah, yeah, real followers, real people. And so I said, okay, I'll give this a try. And I did, and I had a thousand bots on my account. So then I had to manually go through each individual and delete them because it's, you know, I, I, first of all, I don't want that kind of, um, you know, fake following, but also it hurts your chances with the algorithm because all of these fake bots are not going to like your, the information it's just uselessly useless information for your accounts so there's like real consequences to this oh, and the bots well. will never be customers yeah that's it or friends right <laughs> so, yeah so so the bots really don't do you any good um and so what about your own um mental health i know that um, morality with meditation, morality is really important um, to keep your mind clear and and happy. Do you have any thoughts around um, morality and mental health? Well, I mean, abso absolutely. Uh, so we're both um, believers. We you know we follow Christ. We're you know Christians, and so one of the big pieces for us is you know spending time with with God each morning. So we spend time reading His Word, and we spend time praying and. And, and a big piece, piece of that is, is journaling and, and wanting to grow, wanting to continue our, our own journey of growth. Um, and when it comes to that integrity, for me, the biggest challenge in business has been my own integrity with myself. I can show up when I tell people I'm going to show up. I get, go to meetings. I do the things I tell other people I'm going to do. I don't always do the things I tell myself I'm going to do. And that's one of the places that's been a big challenge in entrepreneurship, because if you don't have integrity with yourself, your brain is going to say, hey, dude, wait a minute. And it doesn't tell you that right out. It's just happening. You know, it's happening subconsciously. And and you're making decisions based on this. Your brain doesn't believe you're going to do it. So why should your brain even follow up and take steps to make it happen? Versus if you're keeping integrity with yourself, your brain actually says, hey, this guy is going to do it, man. He's rocking it. Let's figure out how to make it happen. And your brain starts solving problems that before it wasn't going to waste its time on. I think that's um, that's such an excellent point um, that I don't often hear people talking about, but it's, but it's so true. It's like having uh, accountability to yourself and, and integrity helps you do actions in the future like for me with meditating with, with meditating i know that if i say i'm going to do it i have to do it because as soon as i one time i don't do it or twice i don't do it it's a slippery slope and then i just stop believing in myself so i think that with um when somebody's starting a new project or they really want to make gains in the world it's good to like start with small pieces that you know that you're going to accomplish because then you can hold that integrity to yourself and and you can see yes when I say I'm going to do something I do it rather than these big grandiose dreams that um, perhaps you stop believing in yourself do you guys have any thoughts about uh, maybe setting dreams and, and how we should approach our goals yeah I mean if when you're dreaming it's it's great to have those you know big hairy audacious goals and you need to have that vision so you can see you know, five, 10, 15 years where you want to go. 
but then you had to work on the steps to get there. And mm -hmm. I encourage people to be very specific in their dream building and in their um, goals. We, they talk about smart goals a lot and have on uh, having all those characteristics to the goals that you're, you're, you're setting. Um, but as an example, in 2018, I set the goal of being, um, a stay at home grandma. My grandson was what, two, you know, one or two at the time. And I wanted to be able to be there when he had school events or needed somebody picked up or needed to go to his, a soccer game or whatever. And, you know, thinking about where my grandparents were and how valuable it was for me to have that relationship. Well, then COVID hit and I began working from home. So I was now a stay at home grandma with a job. Mm. So I wasn't specific enough when I requested to be a stay-at-home grandma. So I had to clarify that. And so we really work on having people be very specific in their dreams. If you want a sports car, which sports car? What color is it? What model is it? What engine are you going to put in it? And if you have those specifics in your conscious and your subconscious can start working on making those dreams come true. Hello friend, just a quick interruption to let you know about Worldlings. Worldlings is our side project where we teach young children how to meditate. Kids as young as four years old can learn how to be mindful of their breath, and it is such a helpful thing for them to learn at a young age. So if you have kids or you know somebody with kids, please check out the link in the description. Maybe that segues well into your uh, dream life planner that you, that you wrote. I'd love to hear a bit about your dream life planner. Yeah. So uh, I was working last year on resolutions and what I wanted 2022 to look like. And I was very frustrated with the tools that were out there and the worksheets that I um, we had found. And so Robert told me to write my own. So I put together 20 activities um, based on books and entrepreneur books and other worksheets and things that uh, I had found. And it is it's a very short little workbook. It's not something you want to get on Audible. Um, it is an activity book to help you figure out where you're at and what that dream is that you want to accomplish and what your dream life should look like. We talk a lot about building your dream and building your business around it so that it supports your dream and you can live your dream now and not say, well, someday I'm going to be a stay-at-home grandma or someday I'm going to live on the beach. What does that dream look like and help you decide what that dream looks like and, and what the business needs to look like, whether your work life or your uh, uh, entrepreneur business, what does that need to look like so that you can live that dream today or, you know, close future, not far future. So, so you're suggesting then to be building the dream first and then find the business after you find the dream. So start with a broader vision of what your, what your life should look like. And so you you want to build the, what does your dream look like? What is your ultimate type of life live like? Are you a stay at home person and working on those values? Like Robert mentioned, what is it that you really want to do? What are you passionate about? And then build the business and build your life about making enjoyment decisions and doing things that you really want to do that support your dream life. If, if travel is something you want to do, what kind of business can you work in so that you can be traveling? And, and maybe make some changes so that you're not just suffering in your nine to five and someday I'll travel. But you have the ability in, in, your, in your personality and in your life to be passionate about what you're doing and enjoy it now. Don't wait till retirement. Robert, you were a pastor before. Are you? How did you shift from being a pastor into this 
entrepreneurial uh, uh, coaching business? Because I guess this would have been a big re-envisioning of your life and where and where you want to be and how you want to serve. Yeah, well, absolutely. So, you know, twenty years in twenty years in ministry, ten years in, in as a, as a pastor serving the church here locally, and and the job description changed, and they were asking me to do. Uh, something very different than what my calling was, or what I feel like I was I was made for, and and really I was I was made to help people, and and so I wanted to continue helping people. When we first started the consulting company, because of my ministry experience, I really thought I'd be doing teamwork training, communication, you know, go into companies and and help them with leadership development, and and really don't like working with companies. And so, after the first year, really started identifying with entrepreneurs because of my work as a missionary and my work with missionaries, entrepreneurs and missionaries are very similar in their spirit, in their willingness to do stuff that other people aren't, aren't willing to step out and do. And, and they just have this willingness to work alone, even though they could use support and they could use help. And so we've really designed our company to come alongside and, and really support independent entrepreneurs who are, they're doing it on their own but we know that we can accelerate their profit. We can accelerate their business if they're willing to let us come alongside and, and help them grow in their leadership and how they treat their team, how they build and empower their team and focus on the things that they really want in their business. And um, how, how does your faith impact um, your coaching style? And especially in, when you're talking about individuals and entrepreneurs working alone, I imagine that, that faith would, would be a big aid in that. So how does that come into play? Yeah. So spirituality is a big part of, of any work. And I believe that, that business is spiritual, money is spiritual. And, and so for clients that work with us, there has to be an acknowledgement of that spiritual space. They don't need to believe in the same way that I believe but they do need to recognize that my beliefs will come pouring out of me. And, and, and if they're okay with that, then we work together and, and typically have great relationships because the, the spiritual side really helps me empower them in how they work with people, empower them in their relationships and, and really empower, empower them as, you know, their personal growth and, and developing entrepreneurs as leaders in their business. Um, I'd like to talk a bit about accountability as well, because I feel like that is a really important topic for new entrepreneurs, especially to understand, like, how do we take responsibility for, especially for things that go wrong um, in, in a mm. new business or with new partnerships or new clients? Like, do you have any advice around accountability? I mean, own it. <laughs> like the bottom line is, no one's coming to rescue your business. It's yours. And if you're not going to save it and make it happen, then then you need to walk away. Um, there's no room for being a victim in entrepreneurship. You, you've got to own your business. You've got to own your mistakes. And the really cool thing is when you do own your mistakes, you fail faster, you learn faster, and that leads to growth. Um, the people that are stagnant and struggling in their business are the ones that aren't taking action. They're not trying stuff. They're 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 perfectionists and they're and they're holding themselves back because perfectionism is just a form of procrastination. Mm. And really, once they get past that and they're willing to put it out there, put it out there, put it out there. You know, uh, Seth Godin calls it ship it. You've got to ship it. And once you ship it, 
then you tweak it and adjust it, right? Find out what the clients want. Find out what, what the world wants. Because the idea that you have in your mind is never going to be what your final product is. Hardly ever, right? Even though you think you know everything, until you ship it, until you put it out there and put, you know, start working with people and get feedback and make changes, I think that's where, you know, you get these memes talking about fail fast, fail forward. But it's really about being able to own those mistakes as a learning experience. And, a, and so I consider entrepreneurship an experiment, right? If you, if you think about it like a science experiment, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but you just keep trying. And it doesn't necessarily work forever. Right. Right. I love that. I think uh, that's, that's another thing that I wish I'd learned much younger is that perfectionism is kind of just in a, an imaginary ideal, you know, it's like really you're much better off to make a thousand mistakes than you are to, to make, to try to make the perfect thing because it, by the time you make the thousand mistakes, you'll probably end up making something that's quite good. Um, so how do you, in your coaching practice, how do you help people overcome that need for uh, perfectionism? Well, really it's, it's showing them the value of, of learning, right? And for us, um, the greatest experience that we had was was learning a second language. And, mm. and you know, we, we lived in South America for 10 years. And so we, of course, had to learn Spanish and immerse ourselves in, in Spanish culture. But the truth is you can learn Spanish and then go to other countries and never speak it, never try it, because you're afraid you'll make a mistake. Mm -hmm. I guarantee if you're learning a language, you're going to make a mistake. You're going to pronounce it wrong. You're going to lose the wrong word. You're going to, I mean, you've got to be willing to just put yourself out there and make the mistakes and allow somebody to giggle at you, allow somebody to correct you, allow somebody to, to help you change it to the right thing. But then you start getting better and better and it happens less and less often. But, but if you don't put it out there, it'll never get corrected. It'll never change. And so, yeah, we want to help our clients recognize that, you know, get it 80%, get it 90% if you want, but put it out there and get the feedback, get the learning experience, get the, you know, we, we try to help most of our clients, you know, sell their products before they're done, you know, get, get it out there, get some feedback, you know, beta testers, whichever. But as long as you're keeping it on your desk, it's, you're, there's no chance of it improving or becoming profitable. You can't help anybody if you don't put it out there. Right. That too, that's even more important in some ways. The world needs you. The world needs what you have to offer. And if you're not putting it out there, how's the world going to ever get it or hear it? Just like your podcast, you've started it, you've launched it and the learning curve is, is good, right? I mean, you, you, you're moving along this way and then soon it'll, it'll take that leap up, right? Cause, cause you'll start to get a rhythm and you it starts to feel better. But if you don't try it, you don't realize, oh, the mic, this, oh, this, oh, that, all these things that start popping up that are really just learning experiences. They're not, you're not failing. Right. The cool thing is like when you're starting out with videos or a podcast, no one's listening in the beginning anyway. So why not learn from the two or three or 10, you know, moms listen to every episode. So get some feedback from mom. A hundred percent. I feel like for me starting this this podcast, it was my, my goal was basically just how can I make the most mistakes possible as fast as possible, you know, because then I can iterate and get to a better product quicker and quicker and quicker. So for me, it's all about building systems. Like how can I make systems that help me fall faster? You know, like that's uh, it just feels like the best way to, to progress in something. 
Hello friend, just a quick little reminder that if you are watching this as a YouTube video, we also have audio podcasts on Apple Music and Spotify. And if you're listening to this as an audio podcast, please take a moment to leave us a five-star review so that we can get this podcast out to a new audience. I mean, we're adults. We want to have it all together. We want to say we know what we're doing, but we don't. We're not perfect. And we have to give ourselves grace and understanding that we're going to make mistakes and it's okay. Mm -hmm. And more and more, we have to make those mistakes socially, I guess, the way that business operates these days. Yeah, public. <laughs> you can't you can't hide. Maybe we can talk a little bit about the importance of social networks and particularly like small, small social networks. I know that you guys have um, have an inner circle, something about an inner circle. So how important is it to have small uh, networks that we're passing our ideas through? I mean, the one thing I'll talk about is that we we get feedback and we give criticism and we we expect some level of interaction, but it's kind of like having um, mirrors around us. We have those close-knit group that we trust and that we'll listen to that will give us the criticism and they'll give us the feedback and they'll give us the appreciation and the praise that we need. We have to expect and be ready for and willing and seeking feedback for the growth and the negative things that aren't working perfectly in our lives, as well as listening to what are we doing right? Because we don't always share what's going well, what's doing right. But those close people that are around us are the ones that are going to be sharing that with us. And we need to listen and be willing to accept and grow from those positive and negative feedback, as well as giving that to those around us. Well, and even everything Noel said is, is perfect because the truth is our brain learns in community. We actually grow better in community than, than we do, you know, sitting in a vacuum and reading a book, right? And so yeah. I can read a book, I can watch YouTube videos, I can do all of these things, but until I'm in a community and I see somebody else do it, I see somebody else, um, you know, if my only experience with an airline is watching my dad go up and yell at the airline counter person and scream and yell, then in my mind, that's the, that's the way that you treat an airline person. But then I go on a trip with a group of people and the leader of the group is up there and he's talking to her and yeah, we've missed our flight and things are going to change and, and, and talking in a, in a calm, relaxed tone. And all of a sudden now I've got this conflict between what I saw as a, as a young man and what I'm seeing now as an adult and which of these is congruent, which of these is, is in harmony with the person I'm trying to be. But if we don't, if we don't get involved in those community situations, we don't get the example, right? As kids, we learn in school, really, a lot of our learning is really seeing what the other kids do. And we, we mimic that behavior to fit into the community. And as entrepreneurs, it can be so challenging to find a community that mm -hmm. elevates us, that lifts us up and, and allows us the opportunity to grow because we're comfortable in these communities that are where we're starting. Right. And so the challenge for many is you've got to find a network that's above you. You've got to get yourself in a room where you're not the smartest person in the room. And you've got to watch how um, these millionaires behave, how they use their money, how they interact with each other. What are the things they're talking about? And, and community is a really powerful place for those things to take place. And that's where real character change can start to happen because the brain is really watching what these other people are doing. It's picking up on their vibrations 
and and the rooms are different when you're getting into into bigger spaces you know where successful people are interacting yeah i think that that makes a lot of sense and often I think the first place that a, a new entrepreneur, especially a young entrepreneur, would go is looking to friends and family for the validation of their ideas. But I think because you know our com- our close community, our friends and our family, they've they've known us our whole lives, perhaps, and they've only seen us do the same things you know that we're, we've been doing. So it might be hard for them to en- for them to envision something totally different, you know, to our daily life. So I think seeking out new communities that are specifically around like the kind of interests that you have um, and online is a great way to do this that can really help you um, get if not maybe not validation for your ideas but at least people who are able to envision a broader vision of you and what what's possible for you so maybe um, how do you have any advice on how people could seek out those kinds of networks do you have any tips for where the best place to find these people are well, I mean, obviously, networking is is a superpower, right? If if you plan networking well and get involved in networking groups in your local town, even the Chamber of Commerce can be a place to start um, meeting people and, and getting involved in conversations. Of course, online, you know, Meetup is is another, but there's also Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups that that you can be involved in and start seeing how how these people are are interacting. And so there's there's lots of there's lots of opportunities, you know, especially now with virtual rooms and and virtual meetings to to be having conversations with people all over the planet. Um, and and of course, for me, that's one of the things that podcasting has done is create opportunities mm-hmm. to make some connections. So start getting yourself on more podcasts and and having opportunities to interact with you know more podcast hosts in all these different places, interacting with other people. And I think that goes back to also you need to know your niche. Who are who is your audience? Because if once you figure out who your specific avatar, your specific person is that you're trying to reach, where are they? Where are they hanging out? What are they doing? Where are they going to hear you? And that's where you need to go and and learn that group and get into that that niche of, of community in that circle. Yeah, that's really great advice. Um, knowing your knowing your niche is niche is so hard. I think when somebody's starting, like how do you, especially if you're if you're trying to sell before you have the product or something, like finding that narrowing down that specific community of who, who are my people, you know, might be might be tricky for people. But it definitely is, and you know, can be. It's it's a matter of just sitting and thinking and realizing who is the perfect person you want to work with. If you've worked with people in the past, what are the characteristics of those that you get along with? And it's not necessarily that you have to not market and not talk to everybody because you know, maybe your product and service is great for everybody or for a larger group. But if you can market and target your social media and your posts and your words to a specific person and it reaches them directly, they're more likely to hear it and people are going to say, yeah, that's me. That's what I need. And then people who are just outside are also going to hear it and see it. So you can't, don't worry, but just don't worry about them. You got to worry about and focus on who your ideal person is that you want to work with. Who is it that just resonates with your soul and your ideas that you just, you personally want to work with that individual, you know, female, male, young, old, whatever that might be, narrow it down and think of just who that person is. And some people even give her or him a name and say this, you know, my when I'm targeting and writing my content, I'm talking to Joe and this is right. what Joe does. And this is how Joe's going to 
hear it and this is what Joe wants to hear and do. Right. That's, that's awesome advice. I think uh, I've heard before some people talking about making TikTok videos and things and they're, and they're trying to speak to their best friend or somebody, you know, like to have a really targeted, identifiable person that you're speaking to, I think is a great, is a great but I'm piece gonna, of advice. I'm going to encourage you. Alex Hermosi has three characteristics of, so first is obviously they have a problem you can solve. Second, they're targetable. And so they need to be targetable on Facebook or targetable on LinkedIn. You can find them in a group. You can find them in a place, right? So it, it can't just be, you know, uh, people Moms. with green hair and purple earrings, right? Because you can't search for people with green hair and purple earrings. But what is some, a category that you can search for and you can actually find? So they have the problem that you like to solve. They have... They're findable. Target, they're targetable. You know where to find them. You know where they're hanging out. You know where, you know, even if it means going to the mall and getting in a room with them. And here's the third one that a lot of entrepreneurs skip. They have money. Hmm. If you're going to go out there and pick a niche, stop picking poor people. Stop picking people that can't pay you. Stop working for people that are going to keep you broke. Find the people that have the problem you want to solve and the solution you want to offer and find the people that have the money to pay for it. And, and then you're going, to have, you're going to have so much success in that little niche, no matter how tight and small you make it, that you're not even going to worry about making it bigger anytime soon. Right. I think that's, uh, that's an important point for, for new entrepreneurs to, to find somebody who can actually buy your thing. Because I know, you know, we want to help everybody. And uh, I certainly do with trying to teach meditation on this podcast, but there also needs to be some type of sustainability in the business model. So you need to at least be able to sell something to somebody if you want to be able to maintain your business over a long period of time. And if you want to give it away, absolutely give it away after you're making money, not before. Right. Well, Robert and Noel, it has been wonderful speaking with you guys. Um, before we go, is there anything else that you'd like to mention for our new entrepreneurs that are listening? Well, earlier you mentioned habits, and sometimes we skip a day. Um, James Clear talks about it's okay to skip a day, maybe the second day, never skip two in a row, <laughs> right? And I think that's really important when we're trying to set a meditation habit, if we're trying to set uh, exercise habit or personal care habit, make sure that you, you honor yourself and yeah, we're going to miss a day. Give yourself a little grace. You can, you can skip a day. Just, just try not to skip two in a row. Wonderful. And if people want to get a hold of you guys and find out more about your, your coaching services or your books, what's the best way for them to find you? So our website's here on the screen at value2life.com, the number two. Um, and then I'm on social media. Robert's on social media. Uh, we'd love to chat with you guys. Wonderful. Okay. Thank you again. Thank you, Thanks, William. Well, I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Robert and Noel Peterson and that you were inspired to build a business that has both integrity and clear focus. If you are interested in more conversations like this, we have new episodes every single Thursday, so be sure to subscribe to the channel. Until next time, wishing you peace and happiness and some type of meditation in your daily life.